This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I'm going door to door, running into a lot of independent people that are frustrated right now with the direction our country's going, especially with some of the high gas prices, high inflation, and, and maybe some of them voted for Biden. And are really con- you know concerned about that and thinking about switching and let's, let's vote for uh, you know Republican candidates that are more common sense, looking at how our, our economy can move forward and how we can build jobs, things like that. We're definitely seeing that. This is Ted Cruz. Let's go, Brandon. It's John Martin. Well, the second dude is Ted Cruz. He's joining us here in a second. Uh, first guy, John Martin, candidate, 47th state representative uh, candidate, hits the seat currently held by Chuck Basie. We were talking about, you know, when you're running into these regretful Biden voters here in mid-Missouri, what are you saying? What can we do in this? And we've got more. He's got more ammunition, as do all of our local conservative smart folks, whether it's uh, Travis Fitzwater, whether it's Connie Leopard, Jim Musgraves, whether it's even on a more uber local level like Dustin Stan, Boone County Treasurer, uh, uh, Jason Gibson, uh, these local folks. And here's here's why. And I, I don't like to do the blanket. Don't, don't vote for Democrats. But inflation report coming out about a half an hour ago. Inflation surges more than expected. Prices remain high. We don't need a report to tell us things suck all you need to do all i need to do is um look at my checking account i won't look at my retirement uh i don't like crying it's not a fun thing to to do and these are real things these aren't just hey let's complain about this but that's why i would highly encourage you even locally and by the way jefferson city news tribune they have a great piece this morning talking about the cole county presiding commissioner race uh republican incumbent sam bushman uh talking about him and his opponent good piece of there additionally in the uh, Missourian uh, today, Steve Spellman, who is actually here on the show Tuesday, he's got a great piece on some Boone County candidates. Uh, and I, I just hope that these are things that we all take to heart. It is the mindset. It's not necessarily, for example, somebody like Kip Kendrick. It's not necessarily him. It's the mindset of the progressive Democrat Party. Uh, and with this inflation report, I, and we're going to cover this more in the morning bell coming up at 825. But again, we don't need these reports. Matter of fact, we got a text. And thank you, by the way. Uh, 874-9390J says, Brandon, just saw an ad at High V for this weekend starting today. Progressive soup. 99 cents a can. Yes. Woo-hoo. <laughs> thank you for that. When I So I love to eat my progressive Soup. It was a buck fifty-eight prior to the tragic events of January the twentieth of twenty twenty. With buck fifty-eight, any grocery store, man, I could go to Shelties, I could go to Mosier's, wherever. Buck fifty-eight a can. Then, following the tragic events, January twentieth, twenty twenty-one, up to three fifty-eight a can, mm. and that's real stuff. Dang it, <laughs> that's why we got to vote differently. Uh, welcome into the show. There's Mr. Brian Houseworth. It's good to see you, good John. Uh, John Marsh is here. Yes, indeed. My father's hanging out with us this morning. Yeah, hi. His name's Henry. There's producer Hannah. Good morning. By the way, Stephanie Bell is back here on the show on Monday. Tomorrow we are celebrating a feel-good Friday. Uh, my name is Brandon Rather. And on a feel-good Friday, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz here in Missouri tomorrow. We welcome him into the show now. Senator Ted Cruz. Welcome in. Uh, so what brings you to Missouri? Well, Brandon, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to being in Missouri tomorrow night. I'm going to be in Kansas City doing a big rally there for both Mark Alford and for Eric Schmidt. And and I think both are, are terrific candidates, along with Eric Burleson, also also running for Congress uh, in Missouri. And I, and I think we need a new generation of strong, principled conservatives in Congress in the House and the Senate. 
we need men and women that will stand up and fight, fight against uh, the radical agenda we're seeing from the Biden White House, fight against the disaster that is coming from Washington. And, and I got to tell you, Brandon, I am very optimistic about what we're going to see in November. I, I think we're going to see not just a red wave, but I think we're going to see a red tsunami because people are fed up with the out-of-control inflation and the out-of-control crime and the chaos at the southern border, and they want to change back. They want to change to a common-sense defense of, of our basic values, and I think we're going to end up seeing in November Republicans retaking the House and retaking the Senate, and, and I am devoting every waking moment to fighting to make that happen. And we appreciate that. I want to ask you, Mr. Cruz, how do we make this stuff real? Because I'll tell you, a lot of times, you know, I've been doing this here for a long time in mid-Missouri, and some of these things we talk about, these travesties that are happening here in our country, well, they're just conservative talking points or something to rail about. But it's not. These things are real. The economy, gas prices, our quote-unquote secure border. What kind of suggestions can you give to my listener this morning? How do we make these things real to those middle-of-the-road voters, the regretful Biden voters, the independent voters? How can we make these things real to encourage them to vote for people like Schmidt and Olford? Well, I, I got to tell you, the, the, the beauty of it is that, that, that reality has a way of, of, of waking people up, that, that, that nobody is making these things more real uh, for the people of Missouri and people across this country than, than Joe Biden. You know, inflation is an abstract term. Anyone who's under 40 has never really lived with inflation. Uh, if you look at it right now, listen, when you go to the grocery store and suddenly your bill is 20, 30, 40 percent more than it used to be, and it's hard to put food on on the table for your kids when when you pay your rent and 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 it seems like it just keeps going up and up when you try to get a home mortgage and mortgage rates are not double they're triple what they were when joe biden became president that's pretty real when you go fill up your your, your truck or your minivan and you spend a hundred bucks or 150 bucks to fill it up that's pretty real and people are making hard decisions having to cut uh, cut essentials and decide, okay, what, what do I need today? Do I feed my kids this, uh, th this week or do I get braces for my daughter? Those are hard and real decisions. When you look at crime, crime's not some abstract figure. Crime is, is murder rates that are going through the roof. It's carjacking rates that are going through the roof. It, it, it is the consequences of left-wing Democrats for years fighting to defund the police, to abolish the police, to put in place soft-on-crime George Soros DAs who keep letting violent criminals go onto the street. And, and we are seeing the human casualties, the, the, the toll that is coming from it. And, and then when it comes to illegal immigration, 4.4 million people have crossed illegally since Joe Biden became president. The worst and highest rate in 62 years. And, and that reality is utter chaos. And, and, and I believe the result of all of this is people's eyes are opening up all across the country. There's always been a natural pendulum to politics. And when one party goes too far, the American people pull it back the other way. I think November, they're going to do so in a big, big way. I hope you're right, Senator. Uh, yeah, this, the inflation in particular and the crime uh, really affects retired people, too. Sure. Uh, I'm turning down the thermostat so I can afford the heating bill every month if i have to go to a doctor and i live just south of st louis and if i have to go into the city to see a doctor i do not go unarmed that's yep. a that's a sad sad state of affairs 
Henry, it really, it really is. And, and, you know, you are right that seniors have in particular been hammered by the disaster of, of the Biden economy. You look at, at seniors who are retired, who've spent their whole lives saving, being responsible. They built up a 401k. They're, they're living off of that. And, and in just a year and a half, Biden's taken their retirement, their 401k, and they've seen it drop 20%, 30%, maybe even 40%. At the same time, the cost of everything's going up. And, and I got to say, what Biden is doing to seniors has been particularly horrific. And, and I think it's one of many factors that is going to cause people to say, enough is enough. We, we got to turn this around and turn it around now. And I think the other thing, you know, we we talk about the, by the way, you get points, Senator Cruz, for referring to my father as a senior citizen. I'll give you some points. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't mean to cause, cause trouble for you, Brandon. I'm, I'm going to leave that between you and him. <laughs> uh, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz joining us this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9, the Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. He is in Missouri tomorrow night, 6 to 8 in Kansas City, campaigning on behalf of of Eric Schmidt and Mark Alford. This is a $5 donation to the Truth and Courage Pack. If you want to attend more info, tcbustour.com, tcbustour.com. And before we let you go, I know your time is valuable. We're appreciative that you would hang out with us here in mid-Missouri this morning. I know you're doing this podcast, man, and and, and now you're, you're like re-upping and you're doing it more often. I got to ask you, what do you enjoy more doing your podcast or being in dc doing the work of the people oh, oh that that ain't even close I, <laughs> the, the, the 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 podcast is much more fun i thought you were going to ask me what do i enjoy more being out in the campaign trail of the podcast that would be a much closer call uh the podcast verdict with ted cruz getting national distribution and and you know we've had over 50 million downloads on on the podcast we beat cnn's more every week and so the reason I do the podcast is to go around the corrupt corporate media and to connect directly with people and to arm them with the facts of what's going on. And, you know, the bus tour that, that's bringing me tomorrow night to, to Kansas City, uh, I'm in the middle of a month-long 17-state bus tour, crisscrossing the state, campaigning for candidates for the House, candidates for the Senate. And we are seeing so much energy, so much passion. People are eager to change the course. And so I just want to reiterate the invitation. Come out tomorrow night, Kansas City. We're going to be at Mark Alford's campaign headquarters. The the address is 1272 West Foxwood Drive. And, and you can get the location from tcbustour.com. Again, that's tcbustour.com. You can get free tickets. Come out. You will be energized. You will be encouraged. You, you will see that together we're standing up to turn this country around. Let's go, Brandon. Amen. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, thank you for joining us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning. We appreciate you. God bless. And if you missed some of that, you know, thank you for joining us tomorrow night, tcbustour.com. Uh, and Mark Alford is going to be there, our attorney general who should win that U.S. Senate seat. He is going to be there. If you get an opportunity, I always, I'm a big fan of going and meeting candidates in person. You can hear their radio interviews. You can read about them in the paper. But I think there's a lot of value in going and looking these people in the eyeball, shaking their hands and talking to them because there's the body language, the personal interaction. And, and I think we're all usually... Uh, good judges of human character, I think. I, th I think most people are. Uh, my uh, my district's state representative, who is now running for state senate, um, 
he went door to door in my neighborhood and I got to stand outside, talk to him. And I was able to watch him and ask questions, which he answered, um, and and watching watching his body language, the way he answered. I thought, yeah, I'm glad I have voted for this guy. I tend to believe him. Yeah, you meet these people in person, and whether it's you know whether it's something in Cole County or something in Kansas City, you go in and and meet these people. I love, by the way, is my father hanging out with us this morning. We are good judges of character. That's why we've got people like producer Hannah here on the show. We've got people like. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're watching on our YouTube channel, Wake Up Mid Missouri, you'd see him rubbing the brown stuff. You got something uh, on there. <laughs> John Marsh hangs out with us. And uh, uh, Brian Howlsworth hangs out with us. Uh, before we're going to do the morning bell. And listen, so here's the big financial stories of the day. Uh, latest uh, inflation report is out. It's just as bad as we expected. Meanwhile, what's kind of interesting here as we're watching breaking news up, uh, updates coming in here to the Wake Up Mid-Missouri uh, studios. So updates from New York Times, USA Today, CNN. Uh, inflation still sucks this is basically what the headlines are. But now it's all buried by, guess what? Your Social Security is going up. So what? That means nothing. Yep. They're huge, huge on that. So it's a great example of how uh, the national news outlets are covering this stuff, trying to clean up the mess uh, that's that's being left by, um, by Joe Biden. So coming up in the morning, Bell... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stay away from these financial reports because they're as expected. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert for the morning Bell business news with that little twist that only Stephanie Bell can give you. She's back here on Monday, by the way. So, man, a lot of heavy financial stuff. There's actually a lot of heavy stuff um, all around. Really, as we get we're 26 days away from the election. If you're a newer listener, if you're a regretful Biden voter, independent, politically unhoused. We welcome you into the show. We try to explain how these things affect you. And every morning, right about this time, we do financial news. We try to say, oh, stock markets, this and that, but more impactful things, things that matter to you. So, like, you look at your bank account, you get online, you get onto the app at your bank, and you look, okay, here's the money I have, here's what I don't have, here's what I'm paying for groceries, so on and so forth. We try to talk about the impact of these things. Uh, two reports, interesting case study and media bias, incidentally, uh, report coming coming out uh inflation is bad again not unexpected but quickly and this come out right about an hour ago we got this here in the wake up mid-missouri studios and then shortly after that uh an increase in social security my father who's been uh, my dad who's been, i never call him my father that's so formal my dad who's been hanging out with us this morning so you're affected you're getting more money through social security and national news outlets my phone is blowing up with news updates about that and it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean a thing number one they're going to take more in your in your medicare payment because no. that goes up every year it, it means nothing. So it's fun to watch how the media's fawn, the national news outlets fawning over that. Oh, but look at all this money Social Security recipients are getting. And the, the fact of the matter, it doesn't mean anything. So we wanted to do something a little bit different here with the morning bell. And wanted to bring, um, because it is such heavy news and all that, we're getting set for the weekend. Uh, we wanted to bring you some good financial news this morning. That's kind of what I thought, too. Yeah, Where's exactly. the cricket sound effect? <laughs> so you got anything, Marsh? Chirp, chirp. <laughs> yeah, you got 
So well, well, you know, they're talking about, and, you know, your dad can relate, they're talking about a 9% increase for Social Security uh-huh. and, and an 8.6% <laughs> inflation rate. Inflation rate, rate exactly. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Uh, here's the be- I got two things from listeners Jack uh, and listener Jay. So here's some good financial news in the morning bell. Cans of Progressive Soup apparently on sale, 99 cents a can this weekend at Hy-Vee. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. And that tells you a lot right there um, that we uh, don't rely on major corporations. All right, so that's a little bit of good news, too. Gary Plummer, Jefferson City Chamber of Commerce, talking to KRCG following a report that comes out from Smartest Dollar. And Smartest Dollar, they looked at U.S. cities with the most new businesses per capita. Jefferson City uh, had over 1,400 new business applications in 2021, and that represents uh, almost a 31% increase. Now, I'm wondering how much of that was ARPA money. People got ARPA money and want to start a new business. It's 2021, but either way, ultimately, maybe maybe that's good news. Um, gains in uh, Columbia was like 26%, according to KRCG. Increases in other parts of the state, too, but right here in mid-Missouri, uh, and uh, John, I think we look at these small local businesses and how important this is. This is this something to smile about? Cans of Progressive Soup, ninety nine cents this weekend, and small business, uh, small business uh, increase in Jeff. These are positive. We can hang our hats on this this morning. You think? You go right back to it, like you said earlier, about small businesses yeah. being crucial not only to Mid Missouri but pretty much heck the nation. Yeah, it's it's the driver of the economy, <clears throat> and we look at some of the things that happen, especially right here where we live. You know, we do, and we talk, we do talk about a lot of things on a national scale, uh, politics and how it's affecting us. But then we look closer to home and some of these local things, and so this is uh, a little bit of good news, and that's about it. Uh, welcome into the show. It's Wake Up Mid Missouri. Here's John Marsh. Good morning. Uh, you ready for a feel good Friday? More than ready. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, my dad's hanging out with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. My dad's name is Henry, and our phone number is eight seven four ninety three ninety. Producer Hannah is here. Good morning. Uh, and we're fortunate that she is here <laughs> this morning. Interesting uh, trip into the sandbox this morning. Yeah, it was a first for me. I had a flat tire, um, so I commute from California, Missouri, every morning. And I was almost to Jeff City on Highway 50 when my car dinged at me. It said, hey, you have a, a low tire. You probably need to check on that. So I flipped my screen to the PSI. I said I had 27 PSI. Well, the five minutes it took me to get to the nearest gas station in Jeff City, it was already at 7. And then it basically went to 1 after I called you and said, hey, I might be a few minutes late. Uh, we are glad that you made it. Thanks. And that you weren't stuck on the uh, on the side of uh, on the side of the road. Or at a gas station at four thirty in the morning. It's a scary place to be sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> it can be. As a young twenty two year old uh, woman, I'm guessing it's a little just hell. It's a little frightening for me in some parts of town around here. Frankly, yeah. I mean, I didn't feel too bad about where I was. I mean, I was the only person there, but I was like, I need to get out of here before. I get sketched out. Determination to do her job. Wow. Here she is. That's impressive. Well, it is impressive. <laughs> when I called Brandon on the phone, he basically goes, 
Well, I don't really know how to run the board, so... There's a lot of things here I don't know how to do. (laughs) And one of them is what Hannah does, which is why Hannah does what Hannah does. And I I does what I does uh, over here. Uh, Seriously, while you're here for a minute, I I did want to ask you something. Um, uh, So they've been making national headlines, the Fed saying, hey, we think we've got some stuff on Hunter Biden. Now, this is not just about going after the president's son. It's political dealings uh, where somebody would have used at the time future president's name of the United States to benefit. I mean, there's a lot of shady stuff going on here. I could care less if Hunter Biden was doing hookers and blow. I don't care about that. And I don't care what he's got on his laptop regarding girls he was hanging out with. Don't care. People do that stuff all the time. Uh, Yes, even people in prominent positions. But if you're leveraging the big guy's name and you're dealing with some very dark, shady characters on an international level, that's a different thing. That's a whole different thing. That's frightening. But Biden has said, and he just said this recently, he was on Jake Tapper. Incidentally, here's... Here's how much we could care less about the J6 hearings, which tonight, latest J6 hearings, I think, I think they're, I don't know if they're this afternoon or tonight because people just simply aren't paying attention. Uh, they are promising surprising details. And I uh, was mentioning last week, I'm guessing our October surprise, every big election year, there's an October surprise. Have to have one. And I figured that it was coming October the 13th. Today is October the 13th, January 6th. The committee, they're promoting this crap they're saying hey we've got something really juicy so tune into the tv they're well look at who's producing this it's a former abc television executive (laughs) who did tv shows he's producing these hearings um so they're teasing they're putting out teasers it sounds like a radio show john like they tease hey coming up at 8 55 we're gonna do leftovers stuff we didn't get to on the show they sound like a radio show it chains. does, doesn't it? Yeah, thirteen. Hey, surprising details coming up in tonight. And I'm not making the headline up. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, I'm showing you the headline there. Thank you. Uh, January 6th hearing promises surprising details before election. That's a headline from the Associated Press. They're promoting this. Uh, you know, like I said, like it's a radio show segment or something. Incidentally, one of the things they are going to be doing in today's J6 hearing is they're going to try to get inside the mind of Trump. They want to recreate his state of mind during all this stuff uh, that was going on. Uh, But they're not going to be talking to him. They're just making this stuff up as they they go along. Anyhow, so as that's going on, uh, Jake Tapper the other night. Uh, had Biden on uh, on his show on CNN. Ratings came out. Uh, he still came in third place. Third, you have the president of the United States of America in prime time. And more people are watching uh, uh, the shopping channel, buying cheap jewelry off of TV than watching an interview with the president of the United States of America. Jake Tapper coming in third that night. But I do want to say, they were, as they were talking about Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, obviously, his details with drug addiction, things like that. Uh, And perhaps he's done some dark stuff, but Joe Biden, he's always spoken highly of his son. And I would always speak very highly of my son, too. John, I'm guessing your dad always said good things about you, whether they were accurate or not, right? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Generally. Uh, Generally. (laughs) Um, So when Biden talks about his son, Hunter, I always find it's interesting considering his past and what he's done and this is really even even the 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 dealings the shady dealings with Burisma and all that stuff all of that stuff I always find it interesting because 
obviously, we've had a lot of people that hate Hunter and they, they hate Joe. Uh, but I get conflicted when I hear the president say stuff like this. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So I, 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 I've got confidence in my son. I love him. And uh, he's on a straight and narrow, and he has been for a couple of years now. And I'm just so proud of him. Um, he says, uh, I'm just proud of my son. And you've got some experiences similar similar to Joe. Absolutely. Dealing with kids that have had uh, issues. Yeah, as, absolutely. Uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot. But you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What kids do. <laughs> but how does that strike you as a father who is a dad? As a dad who's been through some of that same stuff that Joe Biden has been through, despite the, the incredible political distaste uh, that we have for him, how does that strike you as a dad? As a dad, it strikes me as uh, very truthful from a political standpoint it's crap mm -hmm. um, I certainly understand Joe's sentiment because I feel the same but for him to say at one point he's the smartest man I know to what was it last night or the night before practically calling him a junkie um that's politics. No, I don't give... I don't care what uh, <laughs> what Hunter does with women and drugs. And it, that's his problem, not mine. But when he is selling influence because of the big guy, that's a whole different thing. But to your question, no, I... I understand what Joe is saying about Hunter, and I don't, I don't disagree. I'd have done the same, and I probably do. I, I just thought it was, uh, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, how about you, as as a father, uh, Marsh, in general? How does it strike you when you hear the president say stuff like that? And I, I'm not saying that you've had any of the same issues as Joe, but just as a dad. Well, I, you know, I, I'm kind of like your dad. You know, I, I think he's being sincere about that and being supportive of his kids and all. And he's had personal tragedies as well as mm -hmm. his one son dying of cancer and all that. So from that standpoint, yeah, but I'm also like your dad. It's like when you start moving into it, it just starts to be the political spin. Yeah. And that takes it takes it away and runs with it. Let me ask you this: how how much uh, how how far would you go? Like the stuff that I would do, but you would go. But I'm still proud of him. I mean, there is a line somewhere, right, where you say, "Yeah, he's my son, and I love him, but I can't say I'm proud of him." Uh, yeah, there's diff there's there's a place where you say, "I love you, but I can't stand the sight of you." Uh, here's an example. One time my dad picked me up from the county jail in St. Louis when I was 17 for stealing some fishing poles. I don't fish, by the way. I was 17. And when we were walking out of that jail early in the morning, and he didn't come pick me up from the jail that night because my dad always said, listen, if you get arrested, call me. But I ain't coming to get you that night. I'll come get you the next day when it's convenient for me. And I'll never forget the look on that deputy's face in St. Louis County when I kept telling my, uh, when I kept telling 
the guy said, well, I'm going to call your dad and he'll come pick you up. We'll get you processed and fingerprinted and all that stuff. And I said, he's not going to come get me. And the cop was all arrogant. So, yeah, he'll, I'll talk to him. He'll come get you. I'll never forget, man, that cop sitting here on the phone, holding the phone. And, and, uh, and I could see the look on his face change when my dad was saying, no, I'm not going to come get him. And the cop was just like, holy cow, I... And I said, I told you. I told you, dude. <laughs> and the cop said, but you have to. I said, no, no, uh, no I don't. And I'm not going to. Uh, two things. So my dad did, when we were walking out of the jail that morning in St. Louis County, uh, my dad said, I love you. He didn't say I'm proud of you. <laughs> but he did say that I love you. And the other thing, I don't behave that way anymore. 874-9390 874-9390 Coming up, we're going to open up the refrigerator and do some leftovers. See some of the things that uh, maybe we didn't get a chance. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. All right, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Before we open up our fridges and see what we have in the way of leftovers this morning, quick phone call from Joe here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 874-9390 Joe, what can we do for you today? Well, I want to let people know about a fundraiser um, that we are doing for the Fisher House. Um, I'm an Army uh, veteran, and I've discovered that a lot of people have no idea what the Fisher House is. They're building one here uh, by the Truman VA Hospital. And uh, when I ask people if they've heard of Ronald McDonald House, they all say, yes, yes, we know what Ronald McDonald House is. Well, Fisher House is basically the same as Ronald McDonald House, except it's for uh, veterans and veterans' families. Um, so I wanted to kind of make people aware of what Fisher House is and let them know about a fundraiser uh, that we're doing at Dogmaster Distillery. Um, we've got a new product that we're releasing called It's Our Navy Strength Gin, and today happens to be the Navy's birthday. Amen. So I thought, what a great idea to release this gin on the Navy's birthday and donate 10% of all sales through November 11th, Veterans Day. Um, so we're, we're kicking off the event at 6 o'clock tonight. Um, hopefully, uh, we can raise a lot of money for the Fisher House and just bring awareness to what the Fisher House is. I've done uh, some so work with him in the past couple of years ago. We did a uh, a trivia uh, night at the Knights of Columbus Hall on yep. Stadium in Columbia. Chalen Jackson, a whole bunch of folks out there that night. Incredible work. So starting tonight, Dogmaster Distillery. Uh, it's called Navy Strength Gin. Yes. All right. And so whenever you purchase that, you're going to take 10% of your profits, especially in this economy. You're going to take 10% of your profits on the sales of the Navy Strength Gin here on their birthday uh, and give it to the Fisher House, which is like the Ronald McDonald House for veterans. And they do incredible work. Joe, thank you for taking time out of your day to call in and share that, man. We appreciate you and God bless you for your service to our country, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Six o'clock tonight. Dogmaster Distillery. Marsh, you got anything for leftovers? Matter of fact, we've got another uh, veterans event going on tonight, all part of Operation Bugle Boy in Jefferson City. And it's a seminar entitled Our Greatest Generation, What They Can Teach Us Today. It's at the uh, VFW Post in St. Martin's, a little before 6. And it's it'll feature family members of the Greatest Generation veterans and, and what they learned from that. So it's uh, open to the public. St. Martin's, about quitting time at the VFW Post there. Very cool. By the way, Hal Dooley hosts the show every Saturday morning on 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Not only is Hal Dooley a veteran, but he, like, he dedicated the rest of his life uh, to service to veterans. 
He's a former director of the Missouri Veterans Commission. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude, very active in what's happening here in uh, mid-Missouri. My dad's been hanging out with us this morning. Anything you want to mention that we didn't get to on the show this morning here in Leftovers? I just wanted to give a shout-out to Nathan and his young son that uh, we met last night at one of my favorite restaurants in, in Columbia. Uh, nice man, nice, nice young son. We were at Eris's and we're walking out and uh, we were happened to be sitting next to the guy and he's like, uh, hey, are you? He says, are you? Are you Brandon Rathard's dad? <laughs> That's not what he said. You've got more whatever. Uh, Nathan and uh, his son, we appreciate uh, appreciate you listening. One of the other things we're talking. Uh, Toby Keith. Why is Toby Keith making headlines this morning? Because he's Toby Keith? Because he's 21. He's a 21-year-old chihuahua. And that holds the world record for oldest dog alive. Wow, that yeah. is... An elderly dog. I hope my dog doesn't live that long. Oh, Good Lord. What is it like? One human year is equivalent to six dog years? Is that something the so this right dog, math? like that. Yeah, six so, or seven. So it's like a 120-year-old dog. This dog is equivalent to like a character from Lord of the Rings or something. Or like Joe Biden. <laughs> or Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will wrap my it precious. up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, and here's what was funny. So another dog had to die by the way to make this happen because listen there's not a new oldest dog or oldest person in the world we just changed the names one person dies somebody else takes the place right, right, right. It, it's you know it's constantly shuffling around it's like watching a leaderboard at a 